for the word of God. Father, we thank you that it's the foundation of all that we believe, all that we know. Father, we thank you for the blessings you've given to us. And Lord, we, we thank you for the spirit of God that you've granted to us, Father, with the ability to obtain revelation of your word. Father, revelation comes by your spirit, not by our intellect or by our education, Father, but by the supernatural gifting of heaven. And so, Father, we depend upon the Spirit of God to give us wisdom, insight, and revelation, and knowledge, Father. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, praise God. Um, of course, uh, the story with uh, um, uh, the very first chapter of Lillian B. Yeoman's book, uh, she talks a little bit up about her testimony and you know, her testimony was that she was a doctor. She was uh, educated, I think, at the University of Michigan. Uh, got a degree uh, as a medical doctor and uh, uh, worked as a doctor for many years. And um, because of her lifestyle and really her personality, uh, she was driven to continue doing more and more things. And so uh, a lot of times uh, the pressure to uh, perform is so great on people's lives. Uh, and instead of finding the peace of God and saying, well... Um, you know, it's, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, it'll all be there tomorrow. Uh, she started uh, using drugs to kind of augment her stamina because she couldn't do it naturally uh, so that she could still accomplish the desires that she had to, to do that. And, and, of course, that was because of her pressure uh, that she was under to do that. And, um, uh, you know, uh, and, of course, then she got addicted to the, to the morphine, right, primarily morphine and then, she mentioned another one um, uh, that she used for sleeping, but it was primarily the morphine that she got addicted to. Of course, morphine is very addictive, um, and uh, it used to be uh, everybody got morphine for everything, right? I mean, I think mothers would get morphine to have children, and you know, uh, people get morphines for scraped toe or whatever, and uh, and um, you know, they, they don't they're a lot more cautious about some things. Of course, you know, they weren't really cautious with all the oxy. Uh, is it Oxycontin, that, uh, all, all the uh, pain medica medication that people got addicted to, uh, all the opioids, yeah. Um, and so, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, uh, I mean, the med medical doctors are medical doctors, right? They've been trained and everything. But, you know, they're under pressure to do certain things too, right? And, and so you always, uh, regardless of what the doctor says, you should always be led by your spirit, you know. And, um, you know... Uh, uh, and I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not putting all the doctors in, in, a, in a bad light by any means, but some of them were under pressure to prescribe medication. And sometimes they'd rather just prescri prescribe the medication and get you out of their hair than you uh, fussing at them and, you know, telling, you, telling uh, the doctors how to take care of them. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of things going on like that, but uh, it, it seems that they overprescribed uh, pain medication, addictive pain medication. You know, Tylenol is not going to be addictive, right? But... Um, uh, and so, you know, there's still, uh, you know, we thank God for the medical industry. We thank God for doctors, but they're people too, right? And they can make mistakes. And so you should always be aware of the presence of God if you're going to go to the doctor to make sure that uh, nothing that he says or, or encourages you to do violates your, your own heart. Amen. Uh, because if you're spirit filled, if you're born again, uh, you have the ultimate answer already, amen. And so, so she got under pressure to perform, and and so she got addicted to morphine because of that. Uh, and uh, I, I like the thing that she said, and we're going to read a verse here in just a minute. But she says, "Say what you will, or say what you may about willpower. For my part, I am satisfied that no human determination can withstand the morphine demon uh, when once his rule is established." 
uh, and, uh, you know, because she was a very strong-willed person. And there's a lot of strong-willed people who try to overcome things by their own will, just by the sheer strength of their will. Uh, and I'm convinced uh, personally that we should all be strong-willed people in a sense of having a strong will to follow God. Um, you know, some people are of the opinion that you should break the will of children that are strong-willed because you want them to be submissive. And I think that's the farthest thing from the truth. You know, God is strong-willed. He, uh, I mean, he said, I'm the only way. That's pretty strong-willed, right? Uh, he's not like, well, just whatever you want to do is fine, you know, and that's not very strong-willed at all, you know. So the Lord is fine with be, people being strong-willed as long as just being strong-willed to follow him. Uh, and that's really your will is there to allow you to follow him. Uh, and so, you know, she tried to overcome it by um, sheer willpower, uh, and she was unable to do that. Uh, how many people do you know that are, that are under the influence of drugs or alcohol or, you know, even things that, that don't, uh, ruin their lives immediately like you know even like smoking you know but it's still addictive right uh, and um, you know it's like those those uh, little vaping things you've seen those vaping things you know it's uh, it's fake cigarettes right and so it doesn't have the tar and nicotine and so they say well it's better for you it's still I mean it doesn't have tar but it has nicotine right it has a ton of nicotine which nicotine is the component of cigarettes that makes them addictive and so you're just trading one devil for another devil, right? You're being addicted to this, to this thing. Now you have to have it. Well, if you have to have it, then you probably shouldn't have it, right? Um, and so in a sense that uh, you're, you're addicted to it. Uh, and of course, you know, I don't, I mean, they won't even let you sell certain things, you know, at all, but they'll still let you sell cigarettes and, and, and uh, vaping things. How is that even legal, right? I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll make you wear a seatbelt but they, uh, you know, you can't drive without a seatbelt, but they'll let you smoke all day long. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But, um, you know, I guess that's what money does, right? And, and all the tobacco money that's out there. But, um, but those things are addictive, right? Uh, smoking is addictive. Alcohol is, is addictive. Uh, just, you know, even in, in the church, people say, well, there's nothing wrong with drinking alcohol. Well, then stop and see, see if there's anything wrong. If you can't stop, then there's probably something wrong with it, right? Uh, and so uh, there's a lot of things that are addictive. Uh, that won't kill you immediately, you know. Uh, but how many warning uh, labels have you read on cigarettes, right? And people still do it, you know. I, I, that, that's the, uh, that's kind of strange to me. Uh, but it, and it's not so much that that you do it and don't care about it, but once you get addicted to it, then uh, <clears throat> with with the rare exception, you're kind of powerless to overcome it. Uh, you, you you need extra help to overcome it. Uh, and she'd gotten to that place where she got addicted to, to these uh, morphine. You know, I've seen people get addicted to, you know, methamphetamines, you know, meth and uh, different, uh, different drugs. And, uh, you know, some people kind of make light of it. Well, it's just drugs, ha, 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 you know, uh, and um, don't, don't appreciate the devastating effects it has on people's lives. You know, some people, for whatever reason, maybe it's their physical makeup, their bodies, the DNA that's in, uh, that they have in their bodies, uh, seem to be more susceptible to being addicted to things like that than maybe other people do. Some people can smoke one cigarette and then they're, they're a chain smoker the rest of their life. Some people could smoke one cigarette and, and well, that's gross and never do it again. Uh, so, you know, you can't, you can't make sweeping generalities about that. But uh, any of these things that are addictive, you know, you need to be careful about that. You know, I know, I know even with uh, my pastor when he was alive, uh, he was addicted to uh, uh, soft drinks. Uh, specifically Pepsi-Cola, which, you know, is, I mean, why would you drink that? I don't know, but, I mean, you know, I'm a kind of a Coca-Cola fan myself, but, um, 
But he would drink liters of it, multiple two liters a day, a day, right? You know, I might have one soda, you know, a day sometimes, you know, sometimes none at all. And, um, uh, but he would drink multiple two liters a day, like, you know, every day, right? Uh, no, he, he was uh, uh, just kind of average size, wasn't heavy at all, right? Uh, but, and it was a high octane, right? So it wasn't a diet Pepsi. It was the high octane Sugarfield Pepsi. But, uh, uh, and so I don't know how he didn't uh, blow up, you know, but uh, I mean, for years he would do that. Um, and finally, you know, the Lord uh, told him to stop doing that. And, you know, a lot of times when the Lord tells you to do that, he does give you the ability and the grace to overcome it um, and, and to stop doing it. But uh, he had to stop doing that. I mean, that, it, that, I mean that's obviously an addiction, right? Uh, but it, there's no chemical specifically. I mean, I know the sugar, you know, you, you get a sugar high and things like that, and, and it's somewhat addictive, but it's not the same thing as morphine or anything like that. But people can get, can get addicted to anything, right? People can get addicted to, you know, TV and stuff, right? So. Really? So how many cups of coffee were you drinking in a day? Really? You'd make it by the pot and... Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, you know, caffeine is a is a you know, of course, really, you know, all food in a sense is a drug, right? Because all foods has vitamins and minerals in it, and so, I mean, all food in a sense is it's all in, in essence, you know, because a drug is just anything that goes into your body, right? I guess so. Um, but um, but people can can get addicted to anything because some of it can be just mental or spiritual, you know. And, and we're not here to, to weigh the pros and cons of any particular food or drink or anything. The, the point of it is, is you know, some things are, should be obvious, right? Don't go messing with, with uh, drugs that you don't have any need of uh, because they will capture your body and your mind. And then, then you're, you become a slave to that thing. You, you no longer have a free will to choose to do it or not do it. Uh, and, and that's the way she ended up uh, uh, by... Her goal was to continue to do the things that she did uh, without uh, limitation. Uh, and for a short period of time, she was able to accomplish that. But then her whole life got to be where she was feeding the monster, right? She was feeding the morphine addiction and everything came, became about that. Uh, and so, um, <clears throat> so let's turn over to, to the book of Psalm uh, 130. So, you know, in that, you know, I, I mean, a lot of people are kind of cavalier about stuff like that. You know, oh, it just don't matter. You know, I mean, um, you know, I, personally, I don't like uh, anything that uh, messes with my mind. It makes me cloudy. And, um, uh, and um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people don't have a problem with that. Um, it's just, uh, um, uh, it's a real issue, really, in, in, all, in all societies around the world, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, they're wanting to legalize marijuana, you know, you know, and it's and in some states it is legal to smoke marijuana. You ever talk to somebody that's been smoking marijuana, you know, <laughs> they're, they're not all there. Right. They, they're like, dude, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, you know, why would you want to take something that causes your mind to be cloudy? Right. Uh, because I can guarantee you, if your mind is mind is cloudy, your faith is going to be limited because your will is a key component to your faith, right? You have to decide to believe God. It's a choice, right? 
uh, the revelation comes through your spirit man, but you, it takes your spirit man and your soul in order to fully be in faith. Now, that's probably heresy for some people in the faith movement, but it's still true. Uh, the revelation always comes from the spirit realm, from your spirit by the Holy Spirit. But the choice to follow that revelation has to come through your mind, through your will specifically to choose to believe God. Uh, and if your mind and will are cloudy, then you can never believe God. And it, it, it's the same thing. Uh, I know one of my pastor was, he was on some strong medication for about a year. He had been diagnosed with, I think it was hepatitis C. And they, they can cure hepatitis, but it takes some real strong medication to do it. Uh, and so he was on this medication for a year. And I was just talking to him one day. He said, you know, I really struggle with getting into the spirit. And if you don't know what that means, you know, it just... It really just means yielding to the Spirit of God to go with the direction that He wants you to go in a service or in life. Uh, he said, because my mind is so cloudy. So it wasn't His Spirit that was cloudy. It was His mind is cloudy because your mind, just like anything, you have to choose to yield to the Spirit of God. He doesn't force you to, to yield to Him. He doesn't make you yield to Him. Uh, so you have to choose to do it. And He said, he said I've been, it's been really hard to get in the Spirit uh, in the last year since I've been taking this medication. It was legal medication, of course, and uh, but uh, still, uh, you know, I'd, I'd always encourage you, you know, if, if uh, people are trying to get you to take things or to smoke things or drink things or eat things or whatever it is that would cause your mind to be cloudy, you know, I would encourage you don't do that. You know, there's no need for it, you know, and uh, well, it helps me take the edge off or, you know, then why do you have an edge to begin with, you know, and, uh, and why, why, why can you not get your mind renewed to learn to be at peace? You know, I'd much rather use the Word of God to find peace in my life than to mask the problems because all, all drinking and smoking and that type of thing and doing drugs is doing is masking the problem. It doesn't actually fix the problem. It masks the problem. So if you do away with the problem, then you don't have need of those things, right, to, to mask the problem. Yeah. 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 It will cure it. Yeah. Yeah, that's still a car, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hundred thousand dollars for for three pills, right? Um and um, um, that's probably better than taking something for a year, right? Uh, and, of course, uh, it is, you know, we thank God that they've found a way to cure hepatitis C and different things, you know. Um, of course, I'm not sure if it cost them $100,000 to make that, but. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. No, I remember it was crazy expensive, you know. Uh, and so, uh, but a lot of them, and, you know, if you're under doctor's orders to take certain medication, you know, just like with my pastor, you know, if, if you choose to follow the doctor's orders, well, then, you know, that's what it is. So, you, so you, you need to add your faith to the doctor's orders and say that this medication is going to do what it's supposed to do without all the side effects, right? Because, uh, I mean, have you read, you know, you watch the commercials on TV, and, you know, in America it's kind of unique. There are no medical commercials for in most other countries, right? Uh, America, because of money, loves to have commercials. And there used to be a time where they couldn't even uh, advertise medication on TV, right? But then... then um, Somehow they start allowing that because it's helpful for somebody without a medical degree to say, hey, the doctor on the TV said it was good for me, so I need to go take that, right? 
uh, because you can make those medical decisions all by yourself, right? You know, being facetious, you, you really ought not do that. But, uh, uh, and so, um, but, you know, uh, uh, believe God in everything that you do, right? Uh, and so just be careful about those things, you know, and, and uh, in, in the natural world, um, I'm just not interested in doing things uh, that will mask uh, anything in my life. If I've got issues, I prefer to deal with the issues in myself so there are no longer any issues. And that's really uh, part of the problem is because people take medication to cover the pain, to mask the pain, right? Uh, well, you know, Jesus said in Luke chapter 4 that one of the things he came to do was to heal the brokenhearted. And that's a lot of it, right? People get all these emotional difficulties, uh, and uh, you ever notice that in all, even though Jesus said that's what he was supposed to do, of course, he also said he was there to, to heal the, the blind and the deaf. Well, we saw him heal the blind and the deaf, right? But did you ever see him lay somebody down on a couch and talk to him about their, their broken heart? No. So, you know, there, there's more to that story than, than, um, than uh, meets the eye. And so if you want more details, you uh, get a copy of the book back there about healing the broken hearted. Because I believe he did that because he said he would, uh, but he didn't do it the way uh, modern people would say that he should do it, right? By, by uh, counseling and by um, therapy and that sort of thing. He did it by faith like he did everything. Uh, and so, so you're, you're way better off learning how to obtain faith and overcoming things in your life than using drugs or alcohol or other things to, to mask that. And just like with, uh, with uh, Dr. Yeomans here, uh, she used the drugs to, uh, because she was under pressure to perform. Uh, and instead of, instead of finding the peace of God and saying, well, you know, I can only do so much. Uh, and leaving at that, it's all going to be there tomorrow. Instead of, instead of doing that, which is, which is wisdom, she still tried to accomplish everything she desired to. Uh, and, and, you know, you should be careful. If you're being driven to do something, it's not the peace of God. So follow the peace of God. And the peace of God will always lead you the right way because it's just the, the, the manifestation of the Spirit of God. Follow the peace of God and you'll always be okay. Uh, and so uh, if you're sitting there thinking, well, I've got a thousand things to do and I can either take a pill and try to accomplish them or I could just realize, well, you know, I'll get done what I can get done today and they'll all be there tomorrow. Then... Um, uh, you know, use the wisdom of God to realize it's all going to be there tomorrow. But, you know, sometimes our personalities drive us to certain ways. And that, her personality was someone to do that type of thing. So she got uh, addicted to morphine and, and really came near to death many times over the years that she was addicted to that. Uh, became, you know, I think she, she weighed, I think, 88 pounds or something crazy like that at one point in time. You know, and a lot of people get addicted to drugs. They're very... Uh, their skin and bones because they don't eat, right? Because their, their bodies are consumed with trying to get more drugs and not trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle. And it becomes a, it becomes a, 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 a terrible snowball effect, right? So you stop doing that and you start losing weight and you start being you know, unhealthy and physically and, uh, and then mentally too because you know, when, when you stop eating and you know, the lack of food and lack of nutrients will cause your brain to, to, to not have the right uh, balance, chemical balance and all that. And again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just telling you things that, you know, you, we know that it's just general information. Um, uh, and so she got to that point and was desperate. She didn't know what to do, you know. Uh, and so she, she starts out with this verse here. Uh, in fact, it's Psalm 130. Uh, and this is where she was. This is where she'd come to in her life. And I thought this was good to read this. She said in verse 1, 
Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. And you can hear, you know, the, the anguish of the, the psalmist as he writes these words, right? Uh, let, uh, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. If thou, O Lord, if thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee that, that thou mayest be feared. You know, verse 4 should bring relief in, and um, um, joy to people's hearts uh, because there is forgiveness with thee. A lot of times the devil gets you convinced that once you become a drug, uh, a drug user, there's no forg- God could never forgive someone like you. But that's not what the psalmist says. The psalmist says, there is forgiveness with thee. It doesn't say there is forgiveness with thee as long as I've only done little bad things. Right? Told a little white lie or maybe ran a red light a little too quickly or something like that. Uh, there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. He said, I wait for, for the Lord. My soul doth wait and in his word do I hope. Uh, in verse 5, I think is really key uh, that in his word do I hope. You know, if you're ever going to overcome something, uh, especially something that, that has become addictive to you, uh, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. Some people get ad- addicted to sex. Some people get addicted to pornography. Some people get addicted to television or, or sports or, you know, whatever it is, whatever the thing is that's controlling your life. Uh, go to verse five in in your word. Do I hope you need to have hope that there's a way out uh, that that the Lord can get you out of the situation. Amen. Uh, and, and never just, well, that's just my life. That's just what I'm going to have to, uh, the way that I'm going to have to live. See, there's no hope in that. There, there's no expectation of a change in your life. Uh, but the psalmist said, in, um, in your word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is mercy. And with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Uh, and so that was kind of her, uh, her cry uh, about, um, uh, about in the midst of being addicted to this morphine. Uh, and she said, um, uh, you know, after we said about the, say what you will, about the will part, she said, it'll take something stronger than death to deliver me for the hold of the hideous thing is far deeper than my physical being. Uh, and so, uh, so she really struggled and she, and she knew you know, uh, the thing that's amazing is she's a medical doctor, right? She knows about morphine. She knows about how addictive morphine is. And yet the great lie that the devil loves to bring to us is, well, you can handle it. You know, well, you know you'll be all right. You know, the, those people, they're weak-minded, but not you. You know, you're well able to overcome that as he laughs at you, thinking that uh, what, you, what, uh, what you're believing there is, to, is so, even though it's not so at all. Uh, and so... So she knew that it was going to take something stronger than even death to deliver her. Um, uh, and, and that's when she started getting the hope of the word of God. She, she knew that her answer was in, was in the word of God, uh, but she didn't, uh, she didn't know how to find it. Uh, but, you know, uh, stay with the word, right? Uh, and so, uh, so uh, you know, in this whole chapter, she kind of goes through that process of, you know, getting delivered from, from the morphine. Uh, and, and I thought that, that uh, she started talking about her faith and, and why she hadn't received it. Because later on she talks about uh, she tried all kinds of different things like going to the Christian scientists, right? And, spend, and she didn't just go one time. She kind of got, uh, almost became a Christian scientist in the sense of 
uh, uh, that they had some kind of hope uh, that you could get out of this. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of the things that uh, these people, they go through, they, they go, they'll do, really go to all the ends of the world to overcome something uh, without doing the very thing that they could do to overcome something, which is to submit to the Lord, right? A lot of times people will, will climb a mountain or swim an ocean, uh, but they won't yield to God. They won't submit to the Lord, you know. And, and to me, it's the oddest thing, right? Uh, and, and um, you know, if, if you want all that God has, then all God wants is all of you. Um, so how much of God do you want? It will, will be limited to how much of God that you'll give of yourself. Uh, and, um, you know, a lot of people want to hold back. Well, I want to be, be me over here, but I want God to deliver me over there. But if you're not willing to give all of who you are to the Lord, then whatever whatever percentage of that you keep is, is going to limit you to what percentage of God he's able to bring into your life. Uh, and, and, you know, if you were an intelligent human being, which, you know, I think most people are intelligent, but, but sometimes we're dumb as a rock, right? Why wouldn't you want to do that? Why wouldn't you, you know, I mean, some people, they're a billionaire, they'd give a billion dollars to be healed, but they wouldn't step inside of a church if it was the last building on the earth. They'd give a billion dollars away, right? Uh, spend a billion dollars, you know, spend $100,000 on three pills, right? They'd do that, but, but uh, they would never go to a church uh, and, and allow the Lord to heal them that way. Uh, and so, because, you know, all those things are natural things, right? All those things are things that we can do in the natural realm. And we love to be able to do things in the natural realm. But, but changing who we are and submitting who we are to a greater power uh, you know, the, the earth would stop spinning before we're willing to do that. And that's what happens a lot of times with people. You know, they're willing to do everything they can except for the very thing they should. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll go and, and spend all their money. Remember the woman uh, with, the, with the issue of blood? Spent all that she had, right? All that she had. Uh, but then, so we don't know when she heard of Jesus, but says when she heard of Jesus, it sounds like it, she heard of Jesus after she spent all she had. Uh, you know, she's probably wishing, I wish I'd heard of Jesus before I spent all that I had, so I had some left, right? Uh, but, um, but there are people who know of Jesus and know of the church and know of the supernatural power of the church, but are unwilling to yield to that, you know? And, uh, and, even, and even many times inside the church, you know, uh, when I talk to a lot of different people, you know, I can see that, you know, they're, they're at 80%, right? And that's as far with the Lord they're willing to go. Uh, and they still have drama and struggles and all kinds of things going on in their life. And, and they don't want to submit the last 20% to the Lord. Now, there's no particular number. It's just whatever the number is. Uh, and, um, you know, it, it's, it's like uh, John Osteen used to say, how bad do you want it? He would say that your want to is broken. You know, uh, and that's what a lot of times is the issue is, is it's your want to is broken. How, how bad do you want to be successful? How bad do you want to be healthy? How bad do you want to be free from uh, all the things going on in your life? If you want it bad enough, you can have it, right? Whatever it takes, right? Uh, and, and, but some people, it's like, well, whatever it takes as long as it's not expensive, right? You know, like, well, you got to go and pray for an hour. Like, oh. You know, I mean, it, that, I mean, they would do anything in the world except for they can't pray for an hour, right? Uh, get up every day and, and read the Word of God. You know, it's like, oh, you know. Can I just take a pill? Uh, and so, you know, so, so you spent the time with the Christian scientists, did all the things that they said to do, spent a lot of money traveling, going to these different things, and reading up on all, all the stuff, 
because it's all natural, right? It's all in the, in the natural realm. Uh, and so, uh, so, and she said that she prayed sometimes day and night and never received her healing. You know, I, I hear many times people say, I'm, I'm praying all the time, praying all the time. Okay, that's great. Are you believing? I mean, you pray all you want to, but, you know, if you're not believing, it's not, it's not, you're not earning it, right? Some people think they, they earn. If I just pray enough, that, that uh, it'll, it'll happen, right? Uh, remember what Jesus said about vain repetitions of, uh, of the heathen, right? Uh, they think they'll be heard for their much speaking. Uh, and so sometimes we think, if I just pray enough, uh, you know, there's one story with a man who had uh, tuberculosis. He was a minister and he would travel, you know, and, and uh, I guess a fairly well-traveled minister. And, uh, but at some point in time, he was diagnosed with tuberculosis. Uh, and so everywhere he would travel, he would say, hey, uh, you know, uh, uh, please pray for me. I've been diagnosed with tuberculosis. Uh, and, uh, and so he'd done that, you know, probably hundreds of times uh, and probably spoke to thousands of people. Uh, and finally, he's on his deathbed. And he said, you know, uh, if uh, just one, uh, uh, one person everywhere that I went or every person I spoke to spent one minute in prayer, he said, you know, he had thousands of, of hours of prayer gone up for him. He said, if, if, if the, the need was to pray enough hours of prayer, I would have met that qualification. Uh, so clearly that's not the issue. The issue is not if I can just get enough people repeating the same prayer enough, I can get my, the answer that I need. Uh, and so, you know, and that's a lot of work, right? To get all those people to gather together uh, or individually, right? To get, but get all those people in unity to pray for this for this minister to pray for his healing uh, that would be a lot of work and a lot of times we think if we just if we get enough people to pray we can get it to happen uh, and you know it's just um, uh, uh, Jesus said we're two or three gathered together there I'm in, in your midst right and he said if two agree is touching anything just two uh, he said it'll be done in my father which is in heaven um, and so uh, I think he subscribes to my podcast. That's where he gets all the stuff from, right? So, yeah. You know where that's at? Well, it's, uh, it's in Romans 12, 3, in case you're wondering. Um, it's, uh, uh, you know, Jesus, 
how many times did he say if you had the faith of a grain of mustard seed, right? Uh, and, and so it's really not uh, the quantities of faith because we know that faith can grow, faith can multiply, right? Faith can increase as we study the word of God because if you don't know anything about healing and you start reading verses on healing, well, now your faith for healing will grow and increase, right? Uh, and we know that all the faith we have comes from Jesus, right? I, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, gave himself for me. Uh, and so, uh, so it's not, it's not about... Um, having some spe- spectacular amount of faith, right? Uh, it's, you've already been given a measure of faith, the measure of faith, right? Is what Romans 12, 3 says. You've been given the measure of faith. And so you have enough faith right now to do the job. You always have enough faith right now to do everything that God's called you to do. Uh, and if there's something God's called you to do tomorrow that you're not doing today, there will be faith added to your life to accomplish that. Uh, and, and, of course, you are responsible for some of that to, to, uh, to grow into the, the call of God upon your life. But there's nothing in your life right now that you cannot overcome by the faith that you have. Uh, now, look, if you don't go to church, you know, you're not developing faith, well, then that, that becomes on you. But, uh, I, mean, I mean, the people in this room right now, all of you all have the faith to overcome anything in your life. You go to Word Church, you hear the Word taught, um, you know, and, and even... You know, even even though uh, your church doesn't teach about healing, it teaches about plenty of things about the word, right? And and so, uh, you've got faith for everything they teach, right? Everything they've taught that you've got the faith for that in your life. Uh, and so, um, so, but a lot of times, you know, uh, in order to do the, to do the faith, you have to yield to the belief of that faith. You have to yield to I choose to believe that, See, and that requires submission on your part to to the word of God is so I choose to yield to that. Uh, well, the, for some people, that's hard to do. For some people, they'd be like, well, I don't know about that, but what I can do is I can get a 1,000 people to pray instead, thinking that if they can get enough works done, it'll overcome their refusal to believe. Uh, and it just doesn't work that way, especially you know, when, when you get to that mindset that what we're going to do. So that man who had tuberculosis, you know, he'd already tried that. He tried to get thousands of people to pray for him. And he said, if it, if, if, the job was to get a thousand people to pray for him. He said that would have already worked, but it didn't work. Uh, and so uh, he, he decided that his issue was he just didn't believe God. Um, and, and, you know, you have to choose. You have to be able to, in your own life, to decide, do you believe God or not? Now, if you don't believe God, it's not an end of the story. Because you can change that, right? If you don't, well, I don't believe in healing. Well, can you change that? Well, sure you can. Just start believing in healing. Start reading the verses on healing. So even if you come to the realization, well, Lord, I've never believed that. Um, you know, a friend of mine got, but got sick many years ago. And um, so his wife called me, told me that he'd been diagnosed with, uh, with some terrible disease and terminal disease. And uh, they went to Word Church, you know, believed God, even talked about healing, even prayed for people. But I had observed in his life that in all the years that I knew him, I never once saw him overcome any sickness by his own faith. Usually what he would do is because he was, you know, kind of a he was kind of a one of these manly men types, right? To just beat up people, you know, when he was younger and stuff, you know, and kind of you kind of carry that on into his Christian walk with the Lord, you know, kind of tough guy mentality. And um, but anytime he was sick, he would just tough it out. Just, you know, if he was sick, he'd go to work. You know, nowadays you sick, go to work, they tase you. But, you know, back then you could do that, right? <laughs> You go to sick, you know, you're kind of leaning over your desk, you know, you're, you're suffering through it, right? And you make it through it now, you know, you know, I mean, 
uh, you sneeze and, and they come with the, you know, all the, all the, you know, stuff to disinfect you and everything, right? Wipe down all your desk and, you know, wipe down everything on that, that you know, I mean, it's just, you know, you go punch the, the yes or no on the, on the keypad when you're buying something. As soon as you get done, they wipe it down with Lysol, you know, it's just my finger, you know, I mean, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, but back then, you know, you would, you would just tough it out, right? And, and, and so that's what he did. And t- for 20 years, I guess I knew him for 20 years before, before he was diagnosed with that. Not one time did I see him overcome any sickness where I saw him was sick and then he was better the next day and he, and he you know, testified that, that the Lord healed him supernaturally. Never one time saw him do that. Uh, and, and I had a, a short conversation with his wife. I said, you know, my concern is in all these years, I never saw him do that. I never saw him overcome one time by faith. Uh, and, and that wasn't, I wasn't trying to be critical. I wasn't trying to be judgmental. It was just an observation, right? That, I mean, sometimes, you know, that, well, you win some, you lose some. You know, some people, you know, they're working their way up, up the faith chain, you know, and, and trying to increase in faith every day. But in other areas, I saw him overcome. But an area of healing, I never saw him overcome. And, and, and it may have been just his mentality that, you know, I'm just going to tough it out, right? Uh, and, you know, there's no, there's, no, there's no spiritual value in learning how to tough it out physically you know you tough it out spiritually in a sense of of waiting upon the lord uh, uh until you see the manifestation of your faith that's fine right uh and sometimes you, you and that's really what happened with that the man with tuberculosis was he said well i'm just going to believe god uh, or die and, and he said i'm gonna uh, he was so sick he couldn't get up and move but uh, and he was at his parents house you know he had moved there to uh, basically to die uh, and um uh, they lived on a big farm, and so he, he got the feeling better one day. So I'm going to go out behind that patch of, of trees over there, and I'm going to pray until I'm healed or die. Uh, and, you know, that's not... That, now, look, that's his faith, right? Just because he did that, that doesn't mean something you should do because, again, that, that would be you depending on his faith. There's no book, chapter, and verse to pray or die, right? That just was his, was his mentality where he'd gotten to in his faith. But that's what he did. And so he went out there and said, I'm going to just believe God until I, till, till I get healed or he'll die. And, and, and you've got to understand his mentality. It wasn't that he was planning on dying. It wasn't that there was no hope. It was just sometime for him that was what it was necessary to do. Uh, and, uh, of course, he got out there. And as soon, as soon as he got out there, the devil said, well, look at you. You're going to sit here and die. And nobody's going to know where you are. And they won't know where you are until the buzzards show up. Uh, he's like, well, that's fine. That's what I said I was going to do. I'm going to come out here to, to get better or die. You know, I already told you that, dummy. Uh, and so, uh, but he got his healing. Uh, he, he had the gumption to do that because he'd already tried everything else. He'd already tried, I'm going to get a thousand people praying for me. Uh, and, um, and, so, and so, you know, with that friend of mine, that, that uh, he ended up dying because, uh, in fact, uh, even before he died, there was another fellow that the Lord had used, you know, on occasion to uh, help people get healed uh, by praying for them. Uh, and he blamed his, his not getting healed on that fella. It's your fault because you're not living right for God. If you were living right for God, you'd, you'd pray for me and get me healed. Like, well, that's pretty low rent, you know, that, that you put somebody else's responsibility for your life, right? It's not their fault that you died. It's your fault that you died, right? Uh, now, I know he's in heaven now, and, and when he gets to heaven, I'm sure when we all get to heaven, I'll be like, yeah, sorry, I ever said that. But, uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> You know, in fact, I mean, I can't imagine that, that my goal in life is dependent upon your faith for me. No way I would do that, right? I mean, I love you all. You're precious, you know, wonderful people, but I ain't depending on my life on you, right? Uh, my, my help comes from the Lord. Uh, and, and I thank God for, for 
people of faith. I thank God for, for the Christian church, but I am not depending on other people's faith to get better in anything, you know. Uh, now, if you want to add your faith to my faith, fine, that's great, you know. But, but uh, I'm not going to have zero faith and hope that you have some. Amen? I mean, that's just, uh, that is not wisdom at all, right? Uh, in fact, uh, someone said something about, um, you know, why, why are churches having, um, why are churches having uh, vaccine stations, right? Instead, they should be having a healing school. And I said something about, well, I don't know anything about a vaccine, vaccine station, but we do have healing school. Uh, and, um, uh, and someone said, some, of course, you know, there's always, there's always one of those in the crowd. Well, you know, God told us to have wisdom. Uh, don't you love that? Like, what book, chapter, and verse do you have that God told us to use wisdom when it comes to sickness and disease? There is none. The only verses that comes when it comes to sickness and disease is be healed. Supernaturally, right? Uh, there's no wisdom and, you know, make sure you get plenty of rest and eat drink your lots of fluids and blah, blah, blah. That's, you know, that's the wisdom of the world, right? That's the wisdom of the pediatric uh, doctors. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's wrong with that, but, but they always say God told us to have wisdom. Really? Tell me where he told you to have wisdom about how to, how to eat and sleep and all that stuff that, that uh, you get better. And, I'm, you know, it's fine. I think you should get rest and all that stuff. But, but uh, uh, how many times did Jesus, somebody come to him, well, go home and get about eight hours of rest uh, and then make sure you drink lots of fluids uh, and, and um, you know, lay down, you know, make sure your feet are propped up. Uh, was there any of that? There's none of that at all, right? And so it's just people not wanting to believe God, which is fine, none of my business, but, uh, but make, make sure I... I flagged their account to make sure that I knew, okay, this person's not going to pray for me when I, if I ever get sick, so they're not going to be my help. Uh, but um, uh, so, so a lot of times we will do everything in the world to get healed except for the very thing that we need to get healed. And that, that's the whole point of what she was saying there. Because she said she prayed sometimes night and day. Because what happens, it becomes work. It becomes mentality that if I just pray enough, I'll get healed. Uh, and, you know, the prayer of faith is only necessary one time, right? You know, really the prayer of faith, the way that it's supposed to operate is you pray the prayer of faith, whatever it is. And the prayer of faith is, uh, Lord, I'm the healed of God. Uh, and that's the prayer of faith. And I, I, I curse this sickness or I curse this disease. I bind up the sickness or disease. And sometimes you have to be led by the Spirit of God exactly how to pray that. You know, do you speak to the symptoms? Do you speak to the specific uh, disease? Uh, or, you, or, or do you just uh, uh, declare that your body's well? You know, or is there a demonic influence in, in play there that you need to address? You know, sometimes you do need to be led by the Spirit of God and how to pray the prayer of faith for you. But really, once you pray the prayer of faith, after that, from that point on until the time of manifestation, then now you're in thanksgiving. Lord, I thank you that this sickness and disease leaves me. Because you've already prayed the prayer of faith. Praying the prayer of faith every day is not praying the prayer of faith. You pray the prayer of faith one time and then you stay in the attitude of thanksgiving that, Lord, I thank you that this is, that I'm the, I'm the healed of God. I thank you that this fever leaves me. I thank you that this disease is gone from my body because I've prayed the prayer of faith. Uh, and some people think if I just pray the prayer of faith enough, well, you're missing the point of with the prayer of faith, right? Uh, and, and, but sometimes, uh, you, you know, you ever, you ever got lost driving somewhere? Uh, and and uh, I've done this plenty of times to get lost, and so I drive faster, right? Because somehow, you know, if you're lost, if you drive faster, you, you're not lost as long, right? Uh, and, and so, uh, you don't do that? No, I go slower. You go slower? Yeah, yeah you go drive faster? I drive faster, you know, you see, 
normal people drive faster, I guess, you know, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, of course, you know, you're from Chicago, so if you're lost in Chicago, you might want to drive slower because, you know, uh, you get shot or get, you know, whatever, but uh, around Tennessee, you know, but, um, uh, but anyway, you know, but sometimes we do that. We, we, we expend more energy to try to get something done uh, because it's not working what we're doing. And we think if we just put more energy into it, more prayers into it, uh, more praying the same prayer over and over again, that we'll get the job done. Uh, and Jesus said, if you had the faith of a grain of mustard seed, that's, that's nothing, right? I mean, it's just a tiny little speck of, of uh, faith. Uh, and so she, she, could not, uh, she couldn't get the job done. And so she, she, she evaluated her own life of why she wasn't get the job done. And so she said, uh, there's many reasons uh, that uh, she didn't get it. The first one she said is, I didn't believe the simple statement of the word of God. Uh, and, you know, uh, I am nobody's judge, right? I don't judge anybody. I don't judge. Well, if you just had faith, you'd be healed. But I suspect that this is a, a root cause of many, why many people don't get healed. They don't believe the simple statement of the word of God that by his stripes you were healed. Isn't, isn't that simple? There's no more simple statement than his stripes paid for your physical healing. It's paid for. It's, now, when did his stripes occur? at the cross right and, and specifically you know slightly before the cross but it was all culminated at the cross so it's already been it's already been paid for his stripes paid for your healing your physical healing right it's not talking about your mental healing i mean that's fine if you want to use it for that but it's not how much your spiritual healing you know because once you're born again you know you don't need any more spiritual healing right a lot of people in church get crazy well i need spiritual healing no you you need some sanity is what you need but um, but you don't need, if you're born again, you do not need spiritual healing. Now, a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of that uh, pseudoscience, pseudo-Christianity in the church that's more psychological than anything. People need spiritual healing. Uh, you're born again. You're already sealed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. You don't need spiritual healing once you're born again. And even if you're not born again, you don't need healing. You need to be born again. Recreated is what you need. Amen. Uh, and so... Let's make sure we speak like the word speaks and not make up things and add uh, psychology to to our lives. Uh, and so he said, I didn't she said, I didn't believe the simple statement of the word of God. Uh, and she said, my healing could not be manifested because of my unbelief. Now, th- now she is evaluating her own life. Amen. She's she's judging her. She's not saying that if you're not getting healed, that this is also your problem. Amen. Remember, we went through. Uh, Brother Bosworth had a whole chapter on, on reasons why people didn't get healed that he observed. And, and they weren't all because of unbelief. Some of them were because of unbelief. Uh, this was her, her uh, issue, right? And so the nice thing is she can learn from this, though, is learn to be uh, honest about your own self. Uh, learn to be honest about where you are in your faith. Learn to be honest about what you've really done. Well, Lord, I, I just nev- have never done what you've asked me to do. Uh, well, okay, then that's fine, right? Then, then uh, straighten up, right? Uh, and so, uh, so uh, she said because of that, that she shut the door and, and prevented the power of God from operating unhindered in her body. And I like the way she said that, that, that she wanted the power of God to operate unhindered in her body. Don't you want the power of God to operate unhindered in your body? Then get out of unbelief, right? Uh, you know, it's, it's always good to, to question, you know, Lord, do I really believe? Do I really believe your word? Do I really believe that I'm the healed of God right now? Do I really believe that? It's helpful for you on occasion to evaluate your own life to find out, Lord, am I where I'm supposed to be? And it's not about being perfect and, you know, uh, not, not ever making mistakes, but, 
But have you done the things that the Lord has told you to do? Have, have you lived the way the Lord's instructed, uh, instructed you to do? Uh, and so, uh, so then she asked the question, you know, why didn't she have any faith? And again, this is her, uh, as she's trying to get out of this, you know, why am I in this situation? You know, she, she prayed day and night. She's gone to all these different places. She's went to the Christian scientist. She's done all these things. Uh, and she's not, still not getting healed. And she said that her, her root cause was, she said, I did not have the light enough to take faith. In other words, revelation enough to take faith. Um, uh, and, you know, so she knew about that God could heal. But, you know, there's a lot of people know that Jesus can heal. But do they know any book, chapter, and verse, a single book, chapter, and verse about his healing power? Can they quote any verses? Can they, do they remember any stories of, of Jesus the specific story with the specific examples of where it is in the Bible uh, of the healing power of Jesus. Uh, so she didn't have the light enough to take the faith. Uh, and so, uh, and you know, I, I was thinking about for, for my own self, I remember when I got born again, you know, I got born again and um, then started going to a spirit-filled church immediately and they started talking about the Holy Spirit and speaking with other tongues. And, and um, you know, if you didn't grow up in church at all, you know, you've never heard of speaking in tongues, right? I mean, I never heard of, didn't even know there was such a thing. And I really didn't know there was a Holy Spirit, you know, really to speak of. You know, never even heard of that uh, particular part of, of uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Didn't even know really there was a Holy Spirit. And so, um, so there's a lot of pressure, though, in our church to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, you know, and speak with other tongues. But, but I didn't have, I like the way she said it, I didn't have light enough to have faith. And so, uh, but I was working on it. You know, I was reading the Bible and listening to the stories and listening to the messages about the, the Spirit of God. But I didn't have the revelation of it. And I, I remember someone came to me one time and, from the church and said, you know, do you speak with other tongues? Well, no, not yet. Well, you, you, you know, then I need to pray for you so you can speak with other tongues. And I said, well, you know, I'm working on it, you know. And I wasn't, you know, some people say they're working on it, they're not really working on it. Well, I was working on it. I just hadn't got there, you know, because it was such a new thing to me. And, and, you know, I'm just kind of slow like that, you know. It's not that I have to be, you know, I have to be intellectually aware of it. But I didn't have any revelation that, I, I didn't know anything about faith. I didn't know anything about believing God. I didn't know anything about you'd lay hands on a sick or, I mean, I didn't know nothing about nothing. And, uh, well, I need to pray. Well, I'm working on it. Well, no, let me do it anyway. Shut up. And they laid hands on me. Now speak with other tongues. Like, well, how do I do that? I mean, you didn't give me any no instructions at all. You know, I mean, it's like it's it's wiffle dust or something. And and um, now look, some people, because they, their hearts are so open to the Lord, and you know, I mean, some people get born again and speak with other tongues instantly, right? And we saw plenty of examples like that in in the Book of Acts. That's not me. That's not. I've never been made that way. You know, I'm, I plod along and. Uh, and and I read and I study and I, and I then I get the revelation. Oh, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I can do that. Uh, and but it took me about a year and a half after I got born again to to finally where I could have enough faith to to, uh, to get prayed for 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 um, speaking with other tongues. Uh, and um, and it was only at that point in time that I had enough light uh, that I can have faith. Right. So she didn't have enough. Uh, she didn't have light enough to take faith. And so what did she do? Well, she said she, uh, she uh, the way she said it, she plunged into the word of God with a full purpose of heart. Uh, and, you know, for me, uh, you know, when I got born again, when I was 15 years old. And when I was 16 years old, about a year after that, you know, I was talking to someone. I said, well, you know, I just I just feel like I really haven't 
done right for the Lord in the entire year that I was saved, right, uh, as, a, as a teenager. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get born again again. Now, you know, you can't really get born again again, but if you don't know anything, obviously you would say things like that, right? Uh, and, of course, the person I was telling to laughed because they knew that, that you don't really do it that way. But, but, but what I did do is I rededicated my life after an entire year of being saved, right? Rededicated my life. And it wasn't I was in sin or anything like that. I just, you know, it's just easy to just not get involved with the Lord. And so I started reading the Bible every day, uh, for like an hour every day, uh, and, uh, and plunged into the Bible with, with, like the way she said, a full purpose of heart. Uh, and, I, and to be honest, I really thought, well, that's what all Christians do, right? They read the Word of God, and they understand the Word of God, and that's not always the case, right? But she plunged into it uh, uh, with full purpose of heart to do everything that God told her to do and to believe uh, all that he said. Uh, so that was her goal, right? That was her intent to do that. Uh, and so, uh, and that is really when the turning point came, right? Uh, and then so, so she has a couple of verses after that. Let's turn back to the book of Job there. Um, So again, you remember, you know, she, she's not really a teacher. She's really more of an exhorter. So, um, uh, but that's okay. Uh, she said in, from Job 33, verse 24, that then he is gracious unto him, saith, deliver him from going down uh, to the pit. I have found a ransom. And so she, she felt like it was at that point in time that she finally was able to uh, get delivered from the pit, right? Um, uh, and so, and she quoted Psalm 105, 37. She uh, says, uh, he brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one people among their tribes. Uh, and, you know, that's talking about the nation of Israel. Uh, Psalm 105, 37. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, you remember the story when they left Egypt, right? The children of Israel. Uh, and at that point in time, there was, uh, you remember, uh, there were 75 uh, of the children of Israel that came into Egypt when Joseph was there, right? Uh, and so... Uh, they went from 75 under Joseph to probably two or three million uh, when uh, uh, when Moses showed up. Uh, and out of those two or three million people, the Bible says there was not one feeble among the tribes when they left Israel. And you imagine that, right? I mean, you can get you can get uh, two people together and 50 percent of them going to be sick. Right. Uh, you know, and it, it's pretty rare that you get a group of people of any size that someone in there doesn't have something going on with them. This is two or three million people. And the Bible says that there was not one feeble. So it wasn't uh, no, nobody with terminal illness, not feeble. In other words, weak. There was no weak, uh, weak uh, among them. Uh, out of the two or three million people. That's pretty good to testimony all by itself, right? Uh, and so, uh, so uh, by plunging herself fully into the word of God uh, and, and to dedicate herself to believe what she read, uh, she was able to get uh, full and complete deliverance from uh, the morphine. And so she didn't do it by medical means, you know, because nowadays I think don't they have medications that can help you get uh, unaddicted to, to uh, because there's a, definitely a physical aspect of it, right, that your body craves that. But really, un unless you're able to get your mind renewed, you're just going to fall back into it, right? Because even if your body isn't craving it, your mind craves it, right? And, and there's no pill for that, right, because it's your thought life. Uh, and that's really the issue that a lot of uh, addicts have is their mind is not renewed. They think they have to have it. They don't know how to deal, how, how to go through life without it. You know, they're used to that, to the uh, comfort of that. They're used to not feeling things. They're used to not thinking things. 
and suddenly uh, the, turn off all that uh, the medication and all those thoughts are just start racing through their mind, right? Uh, and, um, and so instead of learning how to control that uh, and getting their minds renewed, uh, many times they'll fall back in, into, that, uh, into that same, uh, same issue there. Uh, and so it says after receiving uh, her healing that she said she sang uh, the, the song of Mary. And this is a quote from uh, Luke chapter 1. Verse 46, it says, And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. Uh, so, you know, there was great joy that came about uh, in her life because she received her healing. Uh, and now, you know, you don't have to uh, be addicted to morphine to sing the song of Mary, right? You know, uh, you can sing the song of Mary just because you love the Lord. Uh, amen. Some people have the opinion that, you know, well, unless you've gone through hard things, you know, you can never really love the Lord. Uh, blah, 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 right? How many, how many things was Jesus addicted to? Uh, none. You think he sang praises to the Lord? He did. Amen. So, uh, you know, don't, don't allow yourself to think that you're now somehow special because you went through these difficult times. Because who, who got themselves involved in the morphine to begin with? It was her, right? God didn't do it. For, uh, it was her, right? Uh, just like some people say, well, you know, what about Joseph? God, you know, uh, had Joseph go through all those difficult times, you know, so he could become second in command of Egypt. Uh, and uh, but there's nothing that says God did it. It does say that God gave him a dream, but it never says God told him to tell the dream to his brothers or sisters or to his brothers. Right. And but did he tell it to the dream to his brothers? Now, if if you're the youngest and you tell all your older children that they're all going to be serving you someday, you think they're going to be happy about that? No, so, you know, uh, 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 the Lord never told them to do that. The Bible never says the Lord told them to do that. Uh, and so then they threw them in a pit and they go from, from one pit to another pit to another pit to the jail, right? And so on and so forth. And eventually the Lord, in spite of Joseph's uh, 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 mistakes that he made, was able to get him out of the pit and into the, the second in command. But, you know, uh, how many times did we hear uh, of a king uh, like with Daniel, right? Remember when, when Daniel was there and, and uh, Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar had, had dreams. Daniel wasn't in prison. Uh, Daniel said, oh, I heard the king had a dream. I'll, I can tell him what it was, uh, what the dream meant. Uh, he didn't have to be in prison to do that. Uh, Joseph uh, got there all by himself. Uh, and so Joseph could have avoided prison and just stayed with his, with his family and not told them all those things. And when the king said something about... Uh, hey, there, I've got this dream, uh, then, uh, or the Pharaoh, you know, Pharaoh, when he said, I've got this dream, Joseph could have heard about it. The Lord could have got that word to Joseph and he could have done that and avoided all those years of, of agony. So he, uh, you know, I believe Joseph brought all that agony upon himself because he got out of the will of God by bragging to his older brothers about how they're going to serve him. Uh, and so, uh, so you don't have to go through difficulty to, in order to praise God, Amen. Now, look, if you have gone through difficulty, praise God that you're out of it. Amen. Uh, and you should just always, always check to make sure that that, that difficulties you've been through, uh, that they don't define who you are, that I'm, I used to be that, you know, when, when they go through the AA program, uh, they're always required to say, I'm so-and-so, you know, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, it's not, I was an alcoholic, I am an alcoholic, because they say you're never really free of that. That's not the Bible. You can be totally free from that thing. And really, if you ever get free from that thing, it should no longer be part of who you are. You can tell the story of it. You know, you can say how God, you know, you can testify how God delivered you from that. All that's fine. 
but don't let that define, define you. Just like a lot of people think that because they've gone through some tragedy in their life, you know, whatever it is, uh, that they are now called to help other people with that same tragedy in their life. You know, I was an orphan at 15 years old. The Lord's never called me to be, have an orphan ministry, right? Well, I'm gonna, I gotta set up an orphanage, you know? I've never been, been have any unction to minister only to orphans, right? Uh, and so, uh, and people will do that sometimes. They'll pigeonhole God and say, well, God, you know, uh, as if God's plan was to make them uh, become an orphan. Now I'm called to be only a uh, minister to orphans, right? Paul was a Hebrew of the Hebrews, you know, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, and God called him to go to the Gentiles. You know, it's just like, I mean, and, and then uh, uh, Peter, uh, you know, was, uh, was barely a Jew, uh, and the Lord told him to go to, go to the Jews, right? To, to the Pharisees and all those people. Uh, and so, so it just be careful about uh, putting yourself in a box, right? So she sang the say, the the uh, song of Mary, uh, and so uh, and she said at the very end of that chapter there that the best part of all that this healing was no happy accident. See, it, it didn't happen. And we thank God that sometimes He'll just heal you without even your involvement. In it. Amen. You know, I believe He can if He wants to. And in certain cases, to do that from a sovereign standpoint. Uh, but uh, there was no uh, special miracle on her behalf, but she said it was the working out uh, in her of God's will for all of us, the perfect soundness by faith in the name of of Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, So she got her healing just by faith, right? There was no laying hands on her. There was no special anointing. There was no uh, gifts of healing. There was no specific deliverance. It was just faith in the word of God. Uh, and, and um, you know, I'm always convinced that that's the, that's the best that we can achieve in our life is uh, healing entirely by the faith of, of the word of God. Now, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you're wrong or bad if somebody lays hands on you or that, you know, you go through a prayer line or special faith comes in, into someone's life and they help you, with that, help you with that. Or even that you've gone to a doctor and get some help with, with that as well. Amen. There's no, there's no shame in any of those things. The goal is to get better. Amen. And whatever it takes. And so, um, but for her, um, it, it was helpful to her to achieve that by faith. Amen. And I always encourage everybody, you know, take things that, that uh, you know, you're not dying from. Uh, but take a toe ache or headache or something and, and believe God to overcome that entirely by faith. Amen. Because it's good to practice and exercise your faith. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I can still tell you the first time that I was healed by faith that, uh, you know, I was just a teenager. I was a junior in, in high school uh, and uh, I started having some kind of uh, stomach pain. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, I was always taught, you know, that uh, uh, growing up that unless you're dead, you don't go to the doctor, right? I mean, that's, we never went to the doctor about anything, right? I mean, you know, uh, all the times I got hit in a bat, you know, the, the thing that, well, I don't know if I, maybe I went to the doctor, I don't know, I, I don't remember, I got hit in the head, right? Uh, and um, maybe they had stitches there, but um, uh, but I don't know. Maybe I didn't go to. I have to check with my family. They'll know. I was just like six years old, you know. Uh, and I always got my sister a hard time because she hit me with a bat, uh, and they cut my eye open right there. You know, if it had been an inch over, I probably would be wearing a patch. You know, I have to talk with a a pirate uh, language. You know, but uh, uh, and so I still give her a hard time. You hit me with a bat. What's wrong with you? You know, uh, but it was because I ran up behind her. She didn't see me, and so. Uh, but, um, you know, we never went to the doctor and, uh, and so, uh, but, uh, but it caused me to, to miss work, which is really unusual because I never missed work for anything, right? I'd go to work and, 
and, and just tough it out, right? That's what you're supposed to do, is tough it out. Uh, well, it got so, so bad that I, that I couldn't tough it out. Uh, but, you know, I'd gotten enough of the word by that time. You know, now I'm, I'm a seasoned 17-year-old or so, you know, been, in, been born again now for like two whole years, knew everything there was to know about the word of God and faith and everything. And, uh, and so I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to go uh, uh, lock myself up in the bathroom uh, and, and get healed or die. I mean, that was really my thoughts. I'm going to get, you know, because I didn't have any, one thing, of course, one issue is I had no insurance, right? So I couldn't go to the doctor. I had no, I'm an orphan, right? I don't have any, I don't have any insurance. And so, um, you know, they don't just give you medicine for free. And so I had no money to get a doctor anyway. So I'm kind of a little desperate about the situation. So, but I knew God healed. And so I thought, well, I, I you know, I know God heals. And so I locked myself in the bathroom and I had to lay on the floor because I couldn't sit up. Uh, uh, but I remember uh, it was exactly at 9.02 p.m. that all that pain just left. And, and, I, and I don't know what it was, but it was enough to, to for several days, you know, uh, that uh, kept me from working and, and it was only getting worse. But just, just like that, it just all dissolved. Well, you know, so, uh, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I believe in God for faith for a long time. And, uh, and it gets easier, you know, as you go along in life. And so, you know, now I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was going to kill me or what, because you don't go to the doctor, you don't really know, right? Uh, and so, but it was by faith. It was healing by faith, amen? Uh, and it's good for us to, to train ourselves to do that, amen? Uh, instead of just taking a pill as soon as something happens, you know? And again, I'm not against pills or medication. I'm just saying that, you know, it's good for your faith to practice your faith, to train your faith, amen? Uh, and so, so that, and she considered that the best part. And, and, and again, that should be our goal is, Lord, we're going to strive to the best of our ability to obtain healing by faith in your word alone. Amen. Uh, but also have some wisdom. There is wisdom about that. If you're not getting it on your own, allow other people to help you. Amen. And allow the doctors to help you too, right? Don't just die. You know, that was not the goal. You know, well, I died, you know. Uh, that's not helping anybody if you just, if you just expire there. Amen. Uh, and so nothing wrong with any of those things. Don't ever be ashamed of, of allowing other people, including doctors, to help you. Uh, but do train your faith to practice your faith. Amen. Uh, and so, um, well, well, we'll come back and we'll answer some questions next week uh, for this chapter. And uh, I mean, we got done the whole chapter in one day, right? I mean, we'll, we'll get through this book in no time. But I don't know how many chapters there are because there's four books, right? Each book's got a different number of chapters there. So I know you don't have the questions yet. So, so yeah. Uh, so that way, I mean, it's like a pop quiz, right? And so uh, we're going to do a pop quiz there next week. Uh, so... Um, but um, that's all right. We'll, we'll get them there before you too long. So, uh, and um, all right, praise God. Well, let's pray and thank the Lord for his word. So, Father, we thank you for the word of God. And, Father, we thank you that we can sing the song of Mary, Father, that you've been good to us and blessed us and increased us, Father. And we can sing with joy in our hearts that your faith, that your word is so, that you still are the, heal, the healer of your people, Father. That nothing has changed. That if you were Jehovah Rapha, the healer in the Old Testament, you're Jehovah Rapha the healer in the New Testament, Father. Uh, and Lord, we thank you that as we plunge our lives into your word, that faith will increase, Father, and we'll believe your word for all that it says we can have. And specifically, Father, for healing. We are the healed of God. You paid for our healing, Father, on the cross. So, Father, we thank you that we can live lives of divine health, strong and healthy all the days of our life, Father. Not always the sick getting healed, but the well staying well. So, Father, we thank you for that. We give you praise and honor for these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, praise God. Well, is the Lord good? Amen. You know, so uh, I, I think we'll enjoy this book. Um, she she uh, has a lot of good things to say, a lot of good stories. 
you know, she had a, um, she had, I think they called it the healing house where she'd bring in terminal patients and, uh, and a lot of times all they would do is read the word to them. So they wouldn't even pray for them for many times uh, for a long period of time. They would only read the word to them uh, to build up their faith. Amen. Uh, and so, and some of them she would say, well, you know, you go read the word. Uh, and, uh, well, I read the word. Well, go read it again. Because until you see it, it's not really helping you, right? So you need to be able to see when you, when you see by his stripes you were healed. You have to see that that means that you are healed right now. Uh, until you see that, you know, you don't have the faith that you need to get healed on yourself. Amen. Uh, but when you see it, right, when you have the light to, to get the faith, then, then you'll be able to move up in your, your, uh, your life with uh, getting healed by faith. Amen. So praise God. We'll come ahead, Mr. Jared, and we'll receive this afternoon's offering. Uh, and um, I think we said that the, the free yard sale, right, will be, um, uh, will be in August there. Uh, and so I think we'll have a lot of fun with that. So, uh, and there's some uh, vegetables in the kitchen there on the counter there, some squash and some uh, tomatoes and, and uh, some cucumbers, right? Those cucumbers come from your garden, Johnny? Yeah, so um, what's that? Oh, all this stuff came from, yeah, well, there you go. Oh yeah, we're, there you go. And what would you say? Green tomatoes are for good, good for. They're good for relish. There you go. I've heard people eat stuff like that. You know, I can't say I've ever actually had a fried green. Well, I've t- I've tasted a fried green tomato, and uh, it kind of yeah. Yeah, we'll just leave it on, right? Leave it alone, right? <laughs> All right. Praise God. Y'all be blessed. Have a wonderful week in the Lord, and you're dismissed.